Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your heart health is the foundation of your body's performance. So if you want to stay at your peak, your heart has to do the same. Cocovia delivers the level of cocoflavanols clinically proven to increase circulation, promoting healthy blood pressure and a strong heart. Boost your cardiovascular health and stay peak with Cocovia at cocovia.com. That's C-O-C-O-A-V-I-A.com. And now during Heart Health Month, save 20% with coupon code CVHEART20. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease you're listening to the chicago audible podcast changing up the way bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015 now get ready because it's time to bear down Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Ingalls, and uh, if you're hearing my voice, we're talking about matchups, but uh, this week's going to be a little bit different since the Bears, unfortunately, are officially eliminated from playoff contention. I'm tuning my matchups not only to have a big bearing on how Sunday night's game will go, but also kind of focus on some younger guys who really could be core pieces or at least have an expanded role in next season's team, but need to have a good two-game showing to finish out the year here to either kind of uh, build their credentials a little bit or maybe solidify their spot on this team. So we're just going to kick it off with matchup number one, someone who's been making a big name for himself, Nick Kwiatkowski, as of the last few weeks, and of course quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now, Nick Kwiatkowski, obviously, like I just mentioned, really carving a role out for himself since Daniel Trevathan went down. And something to note is that a lot of uh, a lot of times Chuck Pagano likes to roll out a nickel defense, uh, which takes one linebacker off the field. And for the last few weeks, it's been Nick Kwiatkowski staying on the field since Roquan Smith uh, also went down with an injury. So it's important to see that Chuck Pagano's trusting Kwiatkowski to be in that extra space, which is something that if you guys have listened to me, you know, understand that I don't believe it's part of Nick Kwiatkowski's strong suit. And tape in the past has shown otherwise. Sorry, tape in the past has shown that that's been a place that he struggles. But as of recently, he's played a lot better in space. He's really shrunk the point of attack uh, when it comes to finding people in the open field. But 
Patrick Mahomes is someone who's going to stretch you in a lot of ways. Not only is he a gifted runner with the football, but he is someone who will stretch plays, which is really hard for a linebacker because you always want to stay in your zone or you always want to stay in your area. Uh, but he's going to be someone, Patrick Mahomes, that is, is going to be someone who really kind of stretches your responsibilities. Someone who's going to pull you a few different ways just to get the guy he wants open. And that's not an easy assignment at the very least. So it's going to be uh, on Nick Kwiatkowski for closing down those quick throw options, quick throw windows, whether that's slants, whether that's being disciplined in his coverage area. Uh, when it's zone coverage, you can't bite up too much to try to defend the run as far as uh, making sure you're kind of that QB spy as a linebacker, especially in that nickel look. You can't come up too much because a lot of times a uh, quarterback uh, who is savvy will take a couple steps forward in the pocket to try to make you think it's a run, have you come up a little bit, and then that dig route that's coming right behind you about 10 to 12 yards in depth all of a sudden opens up because you took a few steps forward. So Patrick Mahomes can beat you in a lot of ways over the middle of the field, uh, and Nick Kwiatkowski is going to have his hands full, but he's going to find himself in a situation where him or Danny Javathan are likely going to get signed for a prolonged tenure here. I don't see them really shelling out the money to sign both, even though it would be really nice, obviously with Kwiatkowski showing himself as a good special teams player as well as a very good fill-in linebacker so far, whether or not he is 16-game starting material. I'm not entirely convinced of that yet, but you know, Danny Trevathan is going to carry a hefty price tag. His age is getting up there, and he's had a number of injuries to his name since he's been in Chicago. Nick Kwiatkowski certainly at least creating a debate for which one you keep going forward. And acing uh, the test against a guy like Patrick Mahomes would be a great way going forward to make the team think not twice, but probably three or four times when it comes to signing him or Gervaithin going forward. Next on tap for match number two, we have right tackle Cornelius Lucas versus the likes of Terrell Suggs and Frank Clark. Uh, I don't know exactly what Steve Spagnuolo wants to do with uh, getting someone like Terrell Suggs on this roster. So that's why I have both of them. Some defensive coordinators like to flip around their pass rushers. So I have it um, I have it going uh, both ways here for Cornelius Lucas. And I think he's filled in solidly for Bobby Massey so far to this point in the season. And really what we've got out of Bobby Massey the last few seasons is an average right tackle. And that's that's the money the Bears gave him was to be an average right tackle in the league. If you can start to grow that next right tackle in-house, you get a couple years of uh, that player being on a cheap deal. And I still think there's a little bit of upside with Lucas as well. I'm not sure we've seen uh, the best that he can play yet. But at the very least, he's played solid these last few weeks. But he's going to have... Uh, two very different tests. You know, Ray Clark's a younger guy, um, is showing a lot of explosiveness off the line of scrimmage, and that's not to say Terrell Suggs is by any means uh, not explosive, but, you know, you got a few more veteran savvy pass rush moves in there. So 5.5 sacks on the year for Terrell Suggs, 6.0 for Frank Clark. Obviously, guys that have gotten to the quarterback all year long. Frank Clark, in fact, uh, getting a Pro Bowl nod as well. So, Cornelius Lucas, no matter who he's up against uh, on that defensive line, it's going to be a challenge for him and some good tape to put out uh, for the Bears to consider going forward as whether or not they maybe think Bobby Massey's a cap casualty in the coming year or when Bobby Massey's contract comes up, are they going to believe in Cornelius Lucas to be the guy going forward or are they going to have to look elsewhere? So uh, really a good way to put some good thoughts in Chicago Bears, uh, the front office and the GM, way to put some good thoughts in their mind is holding your own against two premier pass rushers in the NFL. 
On to matchup number three, I have cornerback Kevin Tolliver going against the likes of Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. And Tolliver, to this point, kind of like Nick Kwiatkowski, a couple spot starts. He's looked really good so far. Extended action against Aaron Rodgers. I think he got away uh, with a few blown coverages. Not exactly blown coverages, but maybe a step or two of separation with his man. Aaron Rodgers had a pretty rough day against the Chicago Bears, and I think that was a full defensive effort. I think Kevin Tolliver deserves some credit, but I think uh, a younger Aaron Rodgers maybe gets him a few more times. Uh, But regardless, he's going to be facing arguably the best quarterback in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes, and he's going to be going against two absolute freak athletes, Tyreek Hill, uh, who people nickname him the Cheetah for a reason, and then Sammy Watkins, who obviously uh, was picked in the first round a few years back uh, for obviously his athletic ability is incredible. So between those two receivers, there's 1,300-plus yards receiving and 10 touchdowns combined uh, receiving between the two. So Kevin Tolliver, uh, and the reason I put both Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, uh, sometimes I like to isolate one receiver cornerback combo for this defense, and over and over it's just shown to me that Chuck Pagano doesn't care uh, which receiver goes where. He's pretty confident in having his system and his guys cover that up. So, you know, there's a few times that Devontae Adams is running against Kevin Tolliver, and, you know, credit to Tolliver, he didn't blink. Uh, and he played really solid defense throughout the game. Like I said, there's still a couple plays that could have been exploited, but overall a good showing against even seeing guys like Devontae Adams go against him. But, you know, there isn't any real break when it comes to playing playing other of these receivers. You either get Tyreek Hill, who can just absolutely burn you, or Sammy Watkins, who not only has that top-end speed, but he can almost bully ball you, too, because of his size. So Kevin Tolliver's going to have two really big tests. But, you, you know, Prince of Mukamara, you know, his contract, it, you can get out of a lot of that money if you cut him after this following year, but do you have the depth behind him? And Kevin Tolliver would kind of be the next man up. Uh, I think a lot of people would like to see a new cornerback come in via draft or free agency, but... You know, Kevin Tolliver kind of has that first step in line. He's going to have tape on hand for the team to look at. And a really good way, like a lot of these other guys I've already mentioned, is putting on some good tape against some premier guys in the NFL. That's that's kind of the benefit to going against a a top-tier team at the end of the year is that you're going to be able to put up good tape of guys trying to get to the playoffs. If you can hold up against them, that's obviously going to put a lot of good thoughts in the front office's mind heading to the offseason. Matchup number four, I have Mitchell Trubisky going against the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And when I think of Tyron Matthew, I think of a safety who is A, very dangerous, but B, can kind of give a hint as to what the defense is going to do. So Tyron Matthew, kind of a do-it-all safety, 62 total tackles, three picks, and two sacks. So he does it all. He can play really well at the line of scrimmage. He can play well against the run. He can blitz the quarterback, and obviously a gifted coverage guy as well. Um, Very aggressive when it comes to breaking on uh, routes and uh, breaking on balls from a quarterback. And for me, a big thing that needs to develop in Trubisky's game is obviously pre-snap recognition and then being able to read a defense as the play develops. And I think a lot of his plays so far to this year have kind of been point and shoot. I think Nagy scripted a lot for him. And, uh, you know, say what you want about Nagy as far as not calling a great offense, but you're kind of limited if you don't trust your quarterback to read a play as it develops on. So I think it's the Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. Uh, on Thanksgiving, you saw a few plays go off script that Trubisky did well as the play went on. Uh, but this is going to be a little bit of a different defense that he goes against, a little bit of a different monster from that point. 
Uh, so you're going to have to read a lot about what this defense wants to do. And the very first key of it is going to be figuring out where Matthew is. Uh, he is someone who can really tip the hand of the defense. And if you're not keeping track of him, you might be on your back. Because, like I said, gifted pass rusher as well. Or you might be watching him run right past you as he takes one to the house. Because he knows how to break on a ball. He knows how to read the quarterback. And he really likes breaking on routes. Uh, so... He is someone who is a dynamic athlete, and I think this is a really good chance for Mitchell Trubisky to show that he can improve on his read and react skills and pre-play diagnosis uh, and hopefully uh, start to complete a few more downfield balls as uh, really the Bears are going to have to look at what kind of competition they want to bring in for Trubisky. Do they want to bring in uh, any real competition, or are they just going to go with a late-round draft pick? Uh, do they want free agency? Do they want to trade? Is Cam Newton kind of the guy you want to bring in a really high-profile guy who probably vies for your starting job? Or a guy like maybe Marcus Mariota, who has some upside for you, uh, can be a backup that you have confidence in if the season starts to go uh, haywire with Trubisky struggling. Because I think, obviously, now uh, Chase Daniel served his purpose as a mentor to Trubisky, but now they need to have someone who they can have reasonable hopes with uh, should Trubisky either struggle or go down with an injury. Because at this point, Chase Daniels is just a stopgap starter. He's not really a guy with upside that you can rely on or really a guy that you could win a ton of games with. He is your quintessential backup. I think from here on, the Bears are looking for that backup option to be, you know, not more than just a potential stopgap starter. They want some upside with that player. It's just what kind of upside are they looking for? And I think Trubisky can kind of control his own fate with that by having a good game and, of course, uh, diagnosing where Tyron Matthew is and exploiting where he is uh, based on what the play is is going to be key to giving the Bears some good ideas of where Trubisky is with pre-play diagnosis and also uh, understanding the coverage uh, once the play is in motion as well. So a lot of things moving here with Trubisky and Tyron Matthew. That's why it's matchup number four of Week 16. Moving on to the game breaker of the week, I have safety Eddie Jackson going against Travis Kelsey, a prolific tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. And Eddie Jackson did receive a Pro Bowl nod. Uh, I think a lot of fans would kind of look twice at it. Obviously, very incredible season last year. Uh, if you ask me, uh, Lincoln Fitzpatrick for the Steelers is kind of uh, the Eddie Jackson, the 2019's version of Eddie Jackson in 2018, where you know, it's a perfect combination of being in the right place at the right time and just a little bit of luck uh, because you don't get all those pick sixes. You don't get all those takeaways uh, just all the time. You, at some point, you just need a little bit of luck. And Eddie Jackson hasn't gotten a lot of luck this season, but he also hasn't been playing quite to that same level, if you ask me. I think he's played solid, don't get me wrong, but quite to a Pro Bowl nomination, I don't think so. And I think going against a guy like Travis Kelsey will really show you where Eddie Jackson is this season. Yeah, Travis Kelsey at this point, 86 grabs, 1,131 yards, and four scores. Uh, this is someone who can really take you in uh, the whole route tree. You know, this isn't a guy who can just run, you know, in the intermediate range. Uh, he's someone who can take you deep. He's someone who can uh, just really test you in a number of ways. And I think Eddie Jackson is going to have his hands full with this guy. And and that's not to, that's not a knock on Eddie Jackson at all. He's a matchup nightmare. He is too fast for linebackers. Uh, at times, he can even play bully ball with linebackers, but that becomes an even bigger issue when you're putting a safety on him uh, just because of his size overall. 
you know, it's it's someone who just creates a matchup nightmare. And I really don't think Chapagano is going to put the uh, the onus of covering a guy like Travis Kelsey on someone like Nick Kwiatkowski or Kevin Pierre-Lewis. I think they're probably going to hand that off to one of their gifted coverage guys. And I think Eddie Jackson is the best person suited to cover a guy like Travis Kelsey. It's just whether or not they're going to be able to execute on, uh, you know, coming up with the coverage plan to to account for all the things that Travis Kelsey does as a uh, as a route runner. And, you know, that extends even further as, you know, being able to recognize uh, the good old Andy Reid tight end screen, uh, which can prove to be disastrous for a defense at times. So that's why it's the game break of the week. I think it's two of both franchises' best players going at it, and uh, both franchises rely on that player heavily to lead each individual unit. So big matchup there when it comes to the Sunday night football game against the Chicago Bears and Kansas City Chiefs. And that will bring us to... Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. Our weekly winning edge, we go back through each matchup and decide which player uh, has the advantage. Uh, so we're going back up to matchup number one, Nick Kwiatkowski versus Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to have to go with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on this one. Uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun for me to watch as a former linebacker how Nick Kwiatkowski handles all the challenges. And also a little bit of uh, you know kind of secondary story is how Chuck Magano utilizes him, uh, knowing that Nick Kwiatkowski's skill set isn't exactly best catered to what Patrick Mahomes Holmes does, you know, just throughout his entire game, whether it's manipulating the pocket and manipulating uh, pass coverage zones, or whether it's as a runner as well, and, and having Nick Kwiatkowski again kind of be that space eater and try to make that uh, try to make that fight go in a phone booth and not a football field. Uh, so condensing space on those ends. So, but I'm going to have to go with Patrick Mahomes on this one. I think just overall, just what he does is really hard to cover as any linebacker, let alone uh, kind of uh, ones with Nick Kwiatkowski's uh, kind of limitations when it comes to top end speed. And that takes us to matchup number two, uh, Cornelius Lucas versus Terrell Suggs and Frank Clark. I'm going to go with Lucas here. I think he's played really solid as of recent. Uh, and I think maybe it'll take a little bit for Terrell Suggs to get his feet under him in the Kansas City Chiefs defensive scheme. Uh, hope, and hopefully, because uh, I think Lucas is a guy who can be here for the immediate future and also going forward. So I have him uh, taking home this matchup and tying the matchups even between the Bears and the Chiefs. That takes us to Kevin Tolliver versus Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. And I'm also giving this one to Tolliver. I think he's on a hot streak a little bit, and that really helps. Uh, that really helps as a defender. You know, we've seen streaky uh, quarterbacks when it comes to just the NFL in general. You know, you think of a guy like Josh Norman, but if you're a Bears fan, uh, how about Nathan Vasher for you? Uh, hot streaks can really do a lot for you. Hopefully there's not a significant drop-off like uh, Vasher, especially after signing a contract, right? But... You know, I think Tolliver will be able to have uh, a few good moments against these guys because I think uh, overall Tolliver is a really good athlete. Can he run quite like Tyree Kill? I don't think so, but I think we'll see some good moments from Tolliver on Sunday night. So a little bit of an upset when I'm picking the matchup there, but I got Tolliver in this one. And that takes us to matchup number four with a 2-1 lead in matchups for the Bears. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky versus Tyron Matthew, and this is one where I have not seen a lot of development in Trubisky's game when it comes to this aspect that I mentioned throughout uh, going over this matchup initially, 
and that's pre-snap reads. That's uh, post-snap, you know, developments. I don't think Trubisky's uh, developed a whole lot when it comes to that. I think there's still some decision-making questions when it comes to him, and that's something that a guy like Tyron Matthew just absolutely eats up. So I'm going to give that one to Tyron Matthew and the Chiefs, which has us all even going to the last matchup, Eddie Jackson versus Travis Kelsey. And I love Eddie Jackson, but i got to go with Travis Kelsey on this one. His production over the last few years speaks for itself. 1,100 yards as a tight end, uh, especially when you have the production from Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins as well. That's just incredible, and I think it speaks to Travis Kelsey as just someone who can run the entire route tree and just create matchup nightmares. Uh, So I got Travis Kelsey taking this one. uh, Chiefs with a 3-2 matchup lead. This is a game that the Chiefs should win talent-wise. It's just up to, you know, kind of what kind of fight do we see in the Bears? Do we see fourth quarter fight against Green Bay, or do we see some of their lackluster efforts that we saw earlier in the year against Oakland and uh, the Los Angeles Chargers? I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, I know Soldier Field will be excited for the last game it'll see until September, uh, as far as real uh, regular season football is concerned. So I know uh, that crowd will be going. I'm going to be there along with uh, Will and Nick as well. You know, uh, leader Will uh, along with myself, Will and Nicholas Moriano as well. So I know we'll be in the crowd screaming our heads off. You know, we're always excited for Bears football, whether it's playoff football or not. Um, but hopefully these five young guys can show us something uh, and get us uh, more excited for the 2020 season as this season comes to a close. So thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully we can talk about a win as we go into Week 17 matchups when I talk to you again. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.